0: I'm sharing on the kingdom, this is the fourth in a series, for those of you that have missed it, I don't know, you can get on YouTube in weeks to come maybe. I'm going to just try and lay a bit of a foundation so that those of you that have not here, that you can hopefully somehow catch up. Okay, uh, three weeks ago I shared on being part of the kingdom, if you... Love and serve God with all your heart. You are actually, you should call yourself a kingdom citizen, not a Christian. The heathens looked at them and they said they are Christians because they were Christ-like. Nowhere did men of God say, I'm a Christian. They spoke as a kingdom citizen. And Jesus came to earth to establish a kingdom. Okay, Part of him dying on the cross, being raised from the dead, was all, all of that. Was to establish the kingdom. And if you go and study the four gospels, you will see it's all about kingdom. Jesus never preached himself, never. He preached kingdom. Even when he rose from the dead, what did he preach for those 40 days? The kingdom of God. He never preached about the blood or the resurrection or those. He preached about the kingdom of God. So when someone says, what, did, what are you, you say I'm a kingdom citizen? And when they say, what do you mean? Then you've got an opportunity to speak truth into their life. Okay. Uh, Then two, two weeks ago, we spoke on thinking as a kingdom citizen. I think we need to learn to realign our thinking, that our thinking falls in line with the way God would have us think, that we think the way he thinks. And then last week, we had a look at the distinction of a kingdom citizen. What distinguishes you as a kingdom citizen? Jesus said Jesus said if you love me you will obey my commandments in other words what distinguishes you as a kingdom citizen is your obedience to what he commands you to do now i don't i don't obey jesus i don't obey god the father because i have to i do it because i because i love him if you love me you will. That's why I'm no longer under law, I'm under grace. And I choose to love, I choose to obey God because I love him. There's a massive difference. But doesn't change the fact that those laws are still in place and when we violate them it only hurts us. Okay. So in Luke four verse forty three it says that Jesus speaking I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also because that is why I was sent Jesus said I was sent to earth for this purpose to reestablish the kingdom of God here on earth okay Then we read in Matthew 24:14 says and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come the gospel of of who of the kingdom of God And remember I shared with you last week, and I think some of you are rattled your cage. Jesus never said and spoke about him as being this all-encompassing. He never. He let other people say, but are you the king? Jesus said, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached. And remember I shared with you, we now so, when we tell you, Go to people, we say, do you know Jesus? Instead of saying, do you know and understand about the kingdom of God? Remember I said, and I gave you the analogy. If you want to sell clothes in a clothing store, what do you advertise? The door or the clothes? Hello? What do you advertise? The clothes. Yet in the church, we advertise the door. Jesus said, I am the way. We don't promote the kingdom. We do not preach the kingdom. If you speak to a, a Muslim about Jesus, you're not going to con- convert him. You'll not reach him. If you speak to him about the benefits of the kingdom, he will eventually come to understand the door and the entrance. The way is to Jesus. Is through Jesus. And he'll come to love and worship God because he is the king of this kingdom. Okay. Right, so the Bible is about a king, kingdom and a royal family. Now, let me lay a foundation. Ephesians six verse twenty in verse twelve. It says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. What is our fight against? One another? Blacks, whites, Indians. No. Yet, how often do you see, even among, let me put it like I said, religious Christians or religious people, they fight against what? One another. The Bible says that our fight is against what? Evil forces in the heavenly realms, not against flesh and blood. So, who's your enemy? Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, what happens? They want to arrest Jesus. what does Peter do? Religious Peter takes out his sword because he thinks the fight is flesh and blood. he takes out the sword, cuts off the what, the high priest's assistant or whatever you want to call him it's all cuts off his ear. Why? Because he was trying to and many of many I've heard many people touch my God, you touch me. Come on. Who of you here think you have to defend God? Come on. And you want to get all aggressive. How dare you say that about my God? Well, I don't have to defend God. Who of you are in the army of God? Be very careful. Show me one scripture where the Bible says that Christians or kingdom citizens are part of the army of God. Show me one scripture. There's not one. Who of you have sung sung songs, I am in the army of God? Come on. That is totally unscriptural. That is totally unscriptural. And that's why we do not win the fight, because we try and be the army when God never called the church to be the army. Nowhere are you going to find that. Nowhere. What is the army of God? Do you you know you sang it here? Oh... You sang it today. Do you ever, do you ever call upon the, the armies of God to intervene in your situation? Eh? Hey? Daniel cries out to God. When did his answer come? The next day? No, it didn't. Three weeks. How many days? 21 days later. And what does he say? The minute your prayer went out, I was sent. I was dispatched. But because of the demons that I had to fight off, I was late. But I was dispatched the minute you prayed. And we don't believe it. That is the problem in the kingdom of God. We do not realize that our fight is not against flesh and blood. And we have the armies of heaven backing us. So have you got that? Our fight is not against mankind. Our fight is against spiritual forces in the heavenly realm. Right, have we got that? Are you ready? Right, here we go. Matthew 13, verse 11. He replied, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. Who knows what that means? The secret... Of the kingdom of heaven has been given to kingdom citizens, but not to non-kingdom citizens. Okay? It says there, the knowledge. Who of you have the knowledge of the secrets of God? I believe God is wanting to impart secrets into our lives, but it has to be knowledge. And I believe that we know know that scripture so well. Uh, My people die for lack of knowledge. They perish. They do not live the victorious kingdom lifestyle that they should be living because they don't tap into the secret knowledge of the kingdom. Now, who of you share secrets with someone? Can you... Who of you have shared a secret with someone? All of us, right? Who do you share it with? Someone that you can trust. That will take care of what you share, not so. And if they do not want you to know it, they will not share it with you. And sometimes a person will first make you inquire and search before they will even share it with you. Kian, my one son, he's, he, he he does tricks that you will not know how he does it. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. He is brilliant at card tricks. I taught, I taught him I used to play and do tricks, and he couldn't fear. And I said, I'm not going to tell you. I said, figure it out. Eventually, he figured it out. And then he went way beyond me. Now he will not tell me. <laughs> Some of the tricks that were the, the, the one guy that were, that one American's got talent. Kia knows how to do that. Anybody he, he will not tell you <laughs> why he has knowledge of a secret. But God says, "I have secrets that I want you to do, I want you to have as a kingdom citizen. Do you have those secrets?" Can he trust you with them? We read a little bit further on Matthew sixteen verse nineteen. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus says, "I will give you the keys of the he- of heaven." Who of you have the keys of heaven? Who has the keys of heaven? <laughs> Jesus says, I will give you, my daughter, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Do you have them? Right. We all have them. As If we are kingdom citizens, we have the keys, right? Now, tell me how many of you have keys in your pocket or at home that you have the keys, but you do not know for which lock they are for. Come on. Please, let's all put up our hand. It is so frustrating you want to die sometimes. Isn't it? Right? We all have that. Doesn't it frustrate you? And this is crucial that we get a hold of this. Because I believe we as kingdom citizens possess keys, but so often do not know for which door this key is used. And we do not know. How to turn the lock to open and access what is behind the door. That is the riches that God has for you and I. Are you with me? I will give you the keys of, not for, of. We're in the kingdom of God and we sit and we land up in the lobby and we never go any further than that. And there are keys of prosperity, and there are keys of uh, of health, and all these different keys, but we do not know how to open them. And unless we find out what those keys are and how to use them, we will never walk into what God has for us. Another verse later on, Jesus repeats it, Matthew eighteen eighteen. He says, I tell you the truth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Who of you knows what that means? That's a trick question, Jim. In in the charismatic church, I've seen the most weird and wonderful things taking place in this. And I look and I think, you're a bunch of pelucas." Where did you find this doctrinal belief system? What does it mean... When it's when it's because the, he's talking about the keys of the kingdom, and whatever you loose here on earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind in heaven will be loosed here on earth. What does that mean? And so often, because the church doesn't know not know what this key is used for to open this this door, we'd start to experiment. I've seen so many people that have been sick, and they say. I am well. And I think, you're a liar. If you go into court, and you have to testify, and you you are bound under oath to tell the truth, and you say to them, I am well, meanwhile you're sick, you're regarded as a liar. And in kingdoms, in God's court, if I can put it like that, you are declaring something that is not true. You're lying. So then what is this key? You see, this is the problem. We experiment with the key. So we'll, we'll, we'll name it, claim it, try and grab this thing, but actually what we are grabbing on is strings that are not there. Who of you are sick and tired of Christianity that doesn't work? Come on. Come on. And you look at it and you think there's something that is amiss here because you know we're saying things and we're trying these keys, but all we're doing is experimenting because it doesn't work. It does not open the door to healing, or it doesn't open the door to wealth, or doesn't open the door to success. There is something wrong with the key, right? Or is it something that we do not have the knowledge of? Let me share with you a key that will help start allowing this penny to drop, that we can start searching and inquiring of God, what are the keys of the kingdom? Are you ready? Matthew five verse twenty three. Oh, just, Let me just say that, that if you if you go and look in the in the Greek, do you know what loose um, means? Unlock, unlock. Do you know what bind means? To lock. Whatever you lock here on earth will be locked in heaven. Whatever you unlock here on earth will be. Unlocked in heaven. Okay? Right. Here we go. Verse five, uh, Chapter 5, verse 23 to 24. Therefore, if you are offering your gift, okay, if you are coming and bringing your worship to God, whether that be monetary gifts or a heart of worship, he says here, Jesus speaking, your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you. Not you have something against your brother. You think that your brother or sister is offended by you, okay? Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Who ha- who knows of someone that's offended by them? Please put up your hand. No one, okay. Okay. Who of you have some or other time had someone offended by you? The Bible says before you go Jesus sorry Jesus says that before you come and worship me when before you come and you bring your offering, whether it be of worship or of whatever of of monetary value or whatever the case may be, before you bring your offering to me, you come. You, I mean you go and you go and speak to the person that is offended by you. Not that you're offended, you and have no you, there can be no bitterness or malice or resentment in your heart, but they have it in their heart towards you. Jesus said, you go first and sort that out. And then you come and bring your offering to me. Not before then." <clears throat> Do you see a key there? Do you see a key there? Okay, you don't. Okay, let's, let's, let's read the Lord's Prayer. Okay? Then this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. We are, Jesus praying and he's saying, this is how you are to pray. I want to see your kingdom come, Father God, here on earth as it is in heaven. Okay? Then verse 11, give us today our daily bread. You are our ki- the king of, our, of this kingdom that I'm a part of. Would you please provide, is, is the king actually supposed to supply your every need? Yes, right? In a kingdom, that's how it works. But you are still to ask. So it says here, give us our daily bread. Then it says there, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Our forgiveness as kingdom citizens is dependent on the measure that we forgive. That is what it says here. Forgive me, Lord Jesus, to the extent that I forgive others. Which means the onus first is on me to forgive others so that it can unlock the key of forgiveness and I may be forgiven. Hence, if I lock up and will not forgive someone, I lock up forgiveness to myself. Have you got it? You will not be forgiven if you hold bitterness and anger and resentment and bitterness towards someone else. No, 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 no. If, If someone has offended me, Okay. Or sorry. If, if I if I have offended someone else and I I go to them and I try and make right and they refuse to, what do I do then? I cannot do anything. I cannot change the heart. I can continually pray, but I've tried to make right with them. But I'm in right relationship with God because I've honoured the Scriptures. Right? That's why the Bible, the Beatitudes. What is the one thing that Jesus said in the Beatitudes? Blessed is the peace. Maker for theirs is there blessed are the peacemakers for they will inherit the kingdom of God. We are to be, the Bible, the Bible talks about trying to live at peace with all men. Can you live at peace with all men? No. But should you make every effort? Absolutely. But if they will not receive, well, you can do nothing. Okay. And has that happened to you? Yes, I'm sure it has, as it has happened to me. Verse 13. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Okay? Because we, we will not manage well under that circumstance. Verse 14. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, okay, if you unlock, release any bitterness, unforgiveness, malice, whatever the case may be, your father will also Unlock that towards you. Have you got it? But if you do not forgive men their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Period. The forgiveness that should come from the father is is not released. It is locked up. Because you have harbored unforgiveness in your heart. This is one of the major keys in the kingdom. Have you got it? This is a major key that we have to get a hold of. And I have seen many people, they have bitterness and anger and resentment and towards someone, and then they come and they want to worship God. I love you, Lord, but I will not obey you in this regard. And he says, ah, stop the bus. If you love me, you will obey my commandment. Your love is shown in your loving one another. Your love for me, Show, displayed in your loving one another, in your obedience to my ways. Oh, absolutely. I know there's many of us that we've done things wrong and we just find it difficult to forgive ourselves. But if God says, I release and forgive you, how dare we hold it against ourselves? That's why Paul, who murdered people, was able to, see, to say, I forget that which is behind me and I strain on to that which lies ahead. Do you think, he, that's why he said I'm the worst of all sinners, yet God has chosen me. And he, he, for, he forgot his past. He forgot his history. And all of us need to learn to let go of our history so that we can strain on and take hold of that to which God has taken hold of us. Otherwise, we will not ever take hold of that. Amen? Very important, yes. Very, very important. Some of you don't agree. Okay, 1 Peter 3 verse 7 1 Peter 3 verse 7. Let's bring it to a marriage relationship. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives. Be considerate as you live with your wives. And treat them with respect as the weaker partner. Not weaker spiritually, mentally, physically. That's what it's talking about. The weaker party in this marriage, purely physically okay as is with you of the gracious gift of life the only difference between my wife and myself is she just have a, has a different shell in which her soul and spirit resides right but we are partners together okay and it says there, so that nothing will hinder your what your requests to God that will nothing will hinder your praise to God. you think that you can treat your spouse spouse with dishonor and disrespect and think that your praise will be answered. You are a lie in the court, and you will not get your request heard Oh, I love you, Lord, not with God doesn't work. That's why we as kingdom citizens continuously need to live in a life of love and joy and peace and forgiveness and kindness and all of those. We need to live in the fruit of the Spirit. Because if we don't, we lock up doors. We lock keys, doors that God is wanting to bless us with certain different blessings. And we will never be able to unlock Those until we bring release in those areas of our lives. That's why, and I've always said that, the problem is never ever with God. Never. If there's no healing or there's no this or that, the problem is not with God. If there's no abundance and overflow, the problem is not with God. It's with you and I as kingdom citizens. We do not have the knowledge of the keys of that door or that area of the kingdom. And we need to say, Lord, would you bless me with the secrets of the kingdom or of the key for the door in my life. I'm sick and tired of sickling. I'm sick of tired of being sick. Whatever the case may be. The key, the problem is never gone. The problem is always with our knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven that we have not tapped into. Hello, are you with me? John eighteen thirty six says, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my ser- servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. Linking what I said earlier. We, are, we, are, we need to be seen almost as aliens. I'm in this world, but I'm not part of it. I do not operate the world the way the world says I can and should operate. The world and the You can have denomination saying that this lifestyle is fine and acceptable. But does the kingdom, does God say in his kingdom this is acceptable? If the kingdom of God, if the Bible scriptures, our manuscript says that this lifestyle is not acceptable, then you as a kingdom citizen cannot live like that. Otherwise you forfeit your, you forfeit your citizenship as a kingdom of God. I shared a little bit uh, in the last few weeks. If you, if you kill someone, what happens? They take away your passport, and they put you in jail. They remove you from society, right? The same as a kingdom citizen. If you continuously violate God's ways, he says, I'm about to spit you out my mouth, so make a choice now. If, however, you don't want to change your ways, no problem. I'm spitting you out my mouth. In other words, I'm taking away your citizenship. Hello, I'm removing your citizenship. You will no longer have citizenship of the kingdom of heaven. And you will not be privy to the privileges and the rights of the kingdom. Because you must understand a refugee does not have rights and privileges. And if you come in the wrong door, he will chuck you out. Do not think that you can come into the banquet of God through any other door. There's only one. Hebrews 1 verse 14 says, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? When you and I pray, does the kingdom of heaven dispatch the army, the angels, the ministering spirits to ensure that your request is met? Do you remember with Pilate's uh, things there and he says uh, he says to uh, Jesus, so are you a king? So what does Jesus answer him? He says, it is as you say. Yes, I am a king in other words. And then Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world, but I could send down a legion of angels. What is a legion? 6,000. I could send down 6,000 angels to sort this out. But he's, he, our fight is not against flesh and blood. One, How many angels rolled away the stone where Jesus was buried? One. How many humans did it take to close that? One. He says, I can send down six legions of angels. That is 60,000. Who of you are going to go and explore explore uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and say, Lord, show me these keys. I want the knowledge of the kingdom of heaven. I believe that God wants his, his people to walk in abundance, in health, in all of the, all of the things that a kingdom citizen should walk in. I believe that we should. The problem is I feel and I believe we do not have the keys. And we need to say, Lord, show me these keys and how to open the doors. That's why you'll get some, some people that are highly successful. But if you go to them, you'll say, teach me some of these keys. that I want to know some of these keys. <laughs> One of the keys is, if you sow, sparingly you will. Do you know that's a key? It's a principle. What about if you do not work, you will not eat? Then I've had people, oh, but that's Old Testament. It's still a principle. And there are so many keys that we need to say, Lord, teach me the keys in this regard. Some marriages, you have marriages, they're happy. My marriage is happy. Why? Because I believe in our marriage, we don't... We have most of those keys and we operate with most of those keys in our marriage. That's why I I believe that our marriage is secure and I don't think Satan can get in there very easily. Because we make sure that we have, I've made a concerted effort of knowing and understanding those keys. But are there other areas that I do not know all the keys? I think so. But many areas I do know the keys. And the thing is, we need to say, Lord, come and show me the secrets of your kingdom. I want to know the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I want to unlock these keys. I want to unlock these doors. Right, who's confused? Let me end there. I see there's a lot of faces that are. Have I rattled some cages this morning? Hello? Anyone Anyone with any question? Father God, I thank you so much for your word. We want you to know that we love and adore and appreciate you. Forgive us where we have experimented with many of the keys that you have entrusted to us. We do not want to experiment any longer, Lord. We want to know how to use these keys and where to use these keys. And so, Lord, we pray that you would come and that you would share your truth with us. Come and impart the knowledge of the secret of the kingdom of heaven. That we may live the life to which you have called us. Lord, I thank you for every precious individual in this place. I thank you for every person here that is here because they desire to know you and to know you more. And I pray, Lord, that as we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, that as we inquire of you that you would bring revelation upon revelation upon revelation, And that living in your kingdom would only be an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Lord, that we will no longer violate your ways. Lord, I pray that if there's anyone here that knows of someone that is offended by them, that we will go and make right in this week. That we can have no locked doors in our lives. That we will live lives that are pleasing. and Bring glory to your name. That we will live considerately with the wife that you have blessed us with. That we would not have any emotion or time to hold any bitterness or anger, or resentment or malice towards our loved ones. But that we would choose to let it go. That we would learn to love and serve one another. For that is why you came. The greatest leader that ever walked on this planet. Yet you came to serve and not to be served. Thank you that it's a privilege to serve one another. I pray right now that as we speak to you that you would eradicate any bitterness or anger or resentment or malice or unforgiveness or or slander from our hearts. Rip it out we pray. And help us to love as you would love. That this world may look at us and say, but they are Christians because they love in a way that Christ would love. I pray that a new day would dawn in our walk with you, Lord. And a new excitement to go and study your word. And to grow up, to be the kingdom citizens, the ambassadors that testify of your goodness, of your faithfulness. And that we would not lie, but we would tell the truth. And that we would find out keys that need to be found. And how to unlock doors that need to be unlocked in our lives. Lord, I pray that as we go that you would grow us and mature us. Thank you that you have a plan for this nation. And thank you that you've called us for such a time as uh, 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 as this to rise up as your church and be counted and to bring the change that you desire. Lord, we're so sick and tired of religion. We're so sick and tired of this country being ta- said that it's a Christian country and yet we do not see our lifestyles displaying that. And I pray that you would use us as agents of change in this day and age, we pray. In your precious name, Amen.